1: You are far more amazing than you can imagine. Were words Mark Newkirk, world-class scientist, prolific inventor, and my father often said, within each one of us are amazing innate abilities. The majority of these abilities are laying latent within us and are rarely accessed. Most of us have become so disconnected from these abilities that we feel separate and alone. All of this is about to change. We collectively have reached a time in humanity where all of this is in the process of shifting, and the end result will be harmony, balance, support, and coherence. The indicator that this is changing is that the world is in a state of chaos and confusion. There would be no chaos and there would be no confusion if what we collectively were doing was working, and the systems in place were solidly built on strong ethical principles and firm foundations. Nature and young children are our best teachers. Within nature, you find coherence, balance, and the inner workings of a symbiotic relationship. Children have the opportunity to teach us about maintaining an open and exploratory mind, which is crucial for discovery. The best way to begin is to choose an environment that supports a higher vibration state of being, an environment that makes you feel good, whether it be a park bench, Out in a field, immersed in nature, or sitting by a window, finding a spot that brings you into a greater state of peace is where the magic has the greatest opportunity to begin to present itself. In that state, we can begin to connect to our hearts and activate our feeling universe within. Mark Newkirk used to say that if you could stop all human thought, the default would be total harmony. As more and more people begin to make steps in this direction and activate the powers within them, it will become more and more accessible to the collective. Begin to follow your joy and sing your song. Maintain a childlike mind and joy, and that will lead you to discovering more of the amazing abilities that you have within you. Valeria Telles interviews Ross Newkirk, a cutting-edge consciousness-raising technology inventor, founder and president of Conscious Technologies, an author, certified Reiki practitioner, speaker, and a board member of the Light Field Foundation. Ross Newkirk is an inventor who has worked on cutting-edge consciousness-raising technology based on information fields for over 15 years. He worked for countless hours alongside his father, Mark Newkirk, a world-class scientist and prolific inventor who himself had over 100 US patents and over 900 foreign patents to his name. Ross is currently the founder and president of Conscious Technologies LLC and has created, built, and brought to market a handful of major technologies that provide a coherent space for someone to reconnect with their higher self, as well as an entire line of EMF harmonizing technologies that literally reverse the spin field of a man-made EMF to be in harmony with a person's body. Which gives off a natural EMF signal itself, but in the opposite direction of how man made EMF signals spin. He is the author of the book, Unsubscribe, a story of one man's profound discovery, and spent a number of years as the formal personal assistant to Dr. Spencer Johnson, author of Who Moved My Cheese, The One Minute Manager, and Out of the Maze. He sits on the board of the Light Field Foundation a nonprofit foundation that his father Mark started, where Ross spent countless hours with his dad building the Lightfield and Grace Technologies. Ross is a certified Reiki practitioner and in his free time loves to hike, cold plunge, and spend time with his family. Meet Ross at ConsciousTechnologiesLLC.com, VogelCutCrystals.com, and LightfieldFoundation.com. Here is the interview with Ross Newkirk.
0: In your own words, who is Ross Newkirk?
2: Ross Newkirk, um, that's a great question. I would say that Ross Newkirk is someone that is here to grow and to uh, explore all of the many uh, amazing abilities that are lying within each one of us. And so my goal and mission in life is to help activate those um, in others and myself.
0: Mm, Yes, I love that intention and that mission as you call it. When you say being here to grow, do you envision a destination for that growth?
2: Yeah. You know, I, I really do. You know, I, I feel like when we come into the world, we come in, you know, as a child in a child, child's body. And then historically people become more rigid and firm in their beliefs, their understandings and their bodies. And I think the goal, you know, is really to get back to that childlike mind, you know, which is very exploratory. It's very free. It's very open. Um, and in that place, uh, infinite possibility really exists.
0: I love that idea of being open, open open-minded, open-hearted as a child, as you described. The only concern I have with that is as children, we know we are so open and not afraid to be vulnerable that we ended up hurt and abused in so many different ways. So I'm wondering how we can sort of rescue or restore the child mind, but with the maturity and the wisdom of an adult?
2: You know, I think society as a whole, in order for its own survival as well, needs to be able to move into discernment and the ability to uh, interpret information that's being presented to a situation, feeling out, you know, whether someone has good intent or bad intent. And the only way to be able to really activate that discernment is actually moving out of the head and into the heart because the heart is about 60 times more electric uh, electrically active than our brains and our heads. And so if we can move into that and we move into this, the feeling universe that many talk about, that will be our inner compass needle that allows us to discern you know, who is good um who has pure intentions you know uh what situations you know might be best for us uh you know and so forth so i think um you're right on in that um you know a child uh you know can be very vulnerable uh what i love about children is the openness um to infinite possibilities and they don't have the the walls and the limitations that some adults you know have up but we also have that maturity as you were talking about that is so important as well
0: is that a practice, Russ, to living from the
2: heart? You know, it, it really is. You know, I think I've spent a lot of my life, like so many, where we try to plan and we try to control and we try to move around, uh, you know, in this world. And, you know, when we have varying degrees of success, you know, our ego likes to celebrate, you know, our successes and achievements and so forth. But what I learned is the one of the greatest tools you know in in healing you know especially is the letting go stage and uh at first it can feel so like so hard to do because you know there's the ego there that wants to separate us out and and it wants to control you know the uh, the situation but as we release and let go and listen there's a really an a still small voice that exists in each one of us and that ends up being uh, a directional voice that can help guide our lives. Um, and it doesn't mean that y- you just sit back and, and let life unfold. Um, it, I strongly believe it's an action-filled universe and, and you must take action. But there is a direction that can best fit that action if we listen and start to get out of the way.
0: What and where is consciousness? How can you describe what that is? How would you describe
2: Yeah. um, Consciousness does not reside in the brain. (laughs) Consciousness is uh, multidimensional. It's universal. And we are multidimensional beings. And we capture, most of us have captured glimpses of that, at, at least, when of our mu- multidimensionality, when we are, when we hear, you know, thoughts or ideas, or we're led to do things. For instance, you might be thinking of someone uh, um, that you haven't seen for a long time, and then the phone rings, or you see them a day later. You know, that um, goes way beyond. This idea of brain, you know, this is uh, an example of tapping into our multidimensionality. And that is where also synchronicity lies. And synchronicity is what uh, allows us to uh, sing that song that so so many of us have within us. um, And so many of us have not sung yet that uh, song that we all have, that sense of purpose that we all have within us.
0: And I wonder why or how this came to be where this reality has been valuing brain mental activities or coming from a place of psychological kind of ideas and doing operating from the brain. How did we come to experience the world in in such a way, not just the world, but our own selves and the body from the brain?
2: You know, I I think that is... um that's the human mind that wants to understand and um and so it it needs a mechanism to be able to interpret what's going on so they they study the brain and they see like you know this neurons firing here and that explains you know activity here and so forth but it doesn't explain those um rare instances uh where um, there's been, it's been documented where someone actually hasn't doesn't have a brain or all of their brain. Uh, years ago, um, I had seen some newspaper articles, and they had made it into a, a whole uh, little documentary. Um, unfortunately, I don't remember the name of it, um, but there was this uh, chicken, and it was uh, um, the farmer had cut the head off of the chicken, and it was um, running around um, like most chickens do. And uh, next thing he knew, you know, it had been hours and the chicken's still, you know, walking around. And uh, he, the chicken ends up living for many, many months. It ended up being a, um, this, uh, something, an attraction where people would come and, and look at this uh, chicken and the chicken would scratch um, on the, the ground looking for worms, just like normal chickens would. And it could, do the normal activities of chickens other than eating, which they had to feed it through an eyedropper through the esophagus. But it it showed you that consciousness does not reside in the brain. You know, those uh, unexplainable examples show you that. And I think anytime uh, we get inspiration, there can be perhaps a neurological result that occurs in the brain. However, spontaneous knowing uh, things that we had never been taught, you know, where does that come from? You know, that comes from, you know, the Akashic Record Bank of information that is universally available to all of us when we start to uh, tap into it.
0: That makes so much sense. So we just kind of moved into the realm of the mind because it became a survival mechanism, a tool to navigate this reality. Then we just kind of um, started operating from that naturally without realizing that we had other energy sources. I have a a question for you about, have you heard about any other time in history where humans lived from the heart mainly?
2: any other time in history you know i know that the native americans you know used that as their inner compass needle to navigate and connect with the animals and so forth and i think that was what allowed them to not just survive but really thrive out in in mother nature is by using that uh, that heart connection and also there was this ability to, uh, really appreciate and express gratitude for nature. And when you do that, it ends up, uh, transforming, you know, the berries that you pick, um, the, the meat that you harvest, um, and the animal consciousness too. There's like this willingness and, uh, universal working together that happens between the animal and the human, you know, that, um, does digest that animal. And so, yeah, I think that, um, that was, that's a, a good example of being able to uh, operate in that, you know, that heart space.
0: Uh, let me ask you another question, open question. If life had one purpose, one purpose only, what would that be from your perspective?
2: Mine would be to, uh, to grow and to learn and realize how amazing each one of us is.
0: And what is your idea of spirituality these days, Russ?
2: Um, spirituality to me doesn't have walls. It doesn't have, it, you can gain it in many different places. You can, you can gain it in a temple or, um, you know, in a church. Um, but you can also find that in nature and spirituality is something that exists, you know, within everyone, um, and is available, you know, all the, uh, the amazing, uh, attributes of that, um, are available to everyone.
0: The article you sent me had so many interesting sections and passages. Let me read one of them before I ask you my next question. Many systems around us are falling apart. Support structures that we once had or relied on are falling apart. Corruption is coming to the surface and becoming more visible. Why? Because things are in the midst of great change. Are the events in 2020 connected to this great change that you speak of?
2: Yes, they are. You know, a lot of people would argue that they are not great and they, um, and, and a lot of people would like to drift back to where humanity was. But um, the truth of the matter is uh, people have been uh, controlled and suppressed and very stagnant. You know, so many people are on the hamster wheel doing a job that the, that they don't even love and they're doing it to pay the bills and, uh, and, uh, and they're not following their inner joy. So I think there needed to be a, uh, series of events to, uh, shake the system, so to speak. And, uh, and, and as this system gets, uh, um, shaken, it does look like chaos and it does look very scary and it does look, you know, hopeless at times, but ultimately we need to come together as a community community you know, as a species and and support each other, the planet we live on and um, and start to really follow our, our joy because, you know, there's so many worthwhile things to do out there and there's so many songs to sing and each of us has our own song to sing that's equally as important and yet most of us aren't singing them. So this is a great opportunity and I think more and more people are starting to realize that, uh, that maybe they should follow their joy and what's neat about it is it can feel very scary at first, like, oh, well, I can't do that. I can't make a living, you know, following my joy. But what you don't, um, what people don't understand is, is when you are doing something that you do not like, um, you're lacking the toolkit that comes with something that when you follow your joy, you end up being gifted a toolkit that includes synchronicity, inspiration, you know, abundance, and it starts to open up the doors. and so. Um, And it's only accessible when you're in that frequency, that vibrational frequency of love and joy. Um, So just taking that step, even though you don't see the next step, you don't actually have to see the next step. Just take that step and then the next step will unveil itself. And it may actually take you into a different place than what you originally set out to accomplish or do. But um, it it will be beautiful and it will be meaningful for you.
0: Yeah, it sounds very playful too. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, I had some glimpses of that. I still have, I guess. <laughs> Is joy and happiness the same thing to you?
2: Hmm. Uh, let's see, joy and happiness—they they definitely go hand in hand. You know, I think we can be happy, but. To me, like joy is like for some reason it, it feels like it's a um, an expression of happiness, and so like when you're in that happy sp- state, you can be still. You can just be sitting down or you know walking around with just a, a slight glimpse of a smile. But when you go to express happiness, it comes out in the form of, form of joy, or at least that's how I I, I sort of envision it. <laughs> yeah. you know, um Like you know um, just jumping with joy. You know just this uh, appreciation for For life, you know, for synchronicities, for being alive, for thriving, for recognizing something in nature that is just so intricately beautiful. Mm,
0: Yeah. Wow. That's like a song, (laughs) the way you speak even. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for being open to life, Russ, and for doing what you do, which I'll be asking you questions in a moment about it. You wrote, we have the ability to self-heal. Our bodies can literally heal themselves. So it's all healing, self-healing, first question. And the second is, how do we, the right healing modality that work better for us, how do we find that path?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. What I found was that to start from the premise of ideas, and if you if you folk on, uh, focus on um, Ross or Valeria or yourself as an idea, an idea or a thought field, and uh, a thought field is created of qualities. So you would never list like um something negative uh, uh you know about yourself when you're truly trying to describe yourself you know um you know wouldn't you wouldn't throw in the word limp or injured arm you would throw in you know if someone said what are your qualities you would say like you know kindness gentleness uh you know loving um uh intelligence you know all those kind of things and so what i find to be very effective is to uh think in terms of qualities and when you think in terms of qualities, what uh, may be um, trying to present itself that is something you don't prefer, or an ailment uh, or an injury, is not in that list, and it makes it less real, and you can actually start to uh, release you know, whatever issue you're having by putting yourself in a higher frequency band where that problem or injury um, and so forth actually does not exist, or at least it does not exist to the, uh, um, to the degree that it might have been a- initially presented at. It's sort of like when you – a good example is if, if uh, there's a two-year-old child running around the house and they trip and they fall and they whack their head on a, a, a door or something or a table – what do they normally do? They look right to mom first, and they see what is mom's reaction. If mom is like, "Oh my gosh, you poor dear thing," the child will burst out in tears, and then you know, there'll be a bruise, and then you know there'll be consequences. You know to, to so-called pay for the action. You know that happened. But if the mom is like, "Oh, you you dear little one," and scoops them up and holds them and and redirects that energy, the child does not have to go through the same. process. Process as they would if fear was instilled. And so, you know, healing is absolutely amazing when we start to understand that it is a choice uh, to some degree and arguably to its entirety. And that, you know, comes through our reaction to it and how real we want to make it. And that does not take away from people that, um, seemingly are in tremendous suffering, you know, that we have to have tremendous compassion, you know, for that, but there, there are choices that we can make. And I think when you asked, you know, what healing modality is right for us, I think it comes down to resonance, you know, and, and, and where we are, um, in terms of the amount of believability we have, you know, in something. And so taking, you know, little steps is okay, you know, and the body, and also knowing that the body was designed to heal itself, you know that's why you can get a cut, and you don't have to focus on the cut. The cut just naturally heals. Now, um, if you want to speed up the process of that healing, monitoring it and smearing creams over it and looking at it every five minutes is not going to be the way because it's creating that into uh, you know a stronger reality. But as we start to see our skin as clear and healed and undamaged and. Focused Focus on that. The healing process is sped up tremendously, and and in fact, that's how you can actually experience instantaneous healings, which um, you know some of some of us have had, and I've certainly had um, some, and and witnessed others that have been absolutely miraculous. That from normal standpoints would be uh, considered miracles or um, something that you know is unexplainable.
0: So it's not denying our condition if we have one, but it's a matter of attention, of focus that Mm -hmm. makes so much sense to me because everything is energy right, Russ? I don't give attention to the um, negative thoughts but sometimes I do, I'm aware that they are there so I'm wondering if there is a moment in time or a space where we arrive at, if there is such a thing, where we don't have those negative thoughts anymore or those sparks of negative energies anymore coming to our field. Is that possible?
2: You know, I think what it is, is it's the uh, the charge behind it, the emotion behind it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean yeah. that you might not have something that people would label as negative come towards you. It's just you're not as energized or upset or angry, you know, about it. And when something doesn't have its charge and energy, you know, it just sort of fades away. Um, and so it's like, you know, there will be presentations of things that you uh, and don't prefer, um, but uh, those things tend to fade away.
0: And in the way, we have done enough work or engaged enough in practices where we don't give energy to those thoughts anymore. That makes so much sense. So you are a consciousness-rising technology inventor, a founder and president of Conscious Technologies as well. What inspired you to do what you do? And also, what is your main main intention behind the work you do, Ross?
2: Well, thank you. My father um, actually set me on this path that I'm so grateful for. He um, had studied uh, consciousness four or five years, and um, I was raised in a, a family where we used um, meditation and thought to create, uh, you know, our reality and and healing. Um, so we had lots of uh, wonderful healings growing up, and um, and we were a very active family. You know, horseback riding, dirt biking, you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, but uh, my father uh, realized that. Um, The best way to change uh, the world was to raise consciousness because when people are in a um, higher vibrational state, they end up choosing differently. They um, end up behaving differently. Um, And uh, so that led him – and he was a a very prolific inventor – my grandfather was an inventor. My father um, was named on a uh, thousand, uh, or I'm sorry, 900 um, foreign patents and 100 U.S. Uh, patents, and had uh, you know, brilliant mind. He was a materials engineer and uh, had started very successful companies um, over the years. Um, But he transitioned to focusing on consciousness. And so um, he worked with um, some leading-edge physicists and scientists actually from the uh, the former Soviet Union who had studied information field technologies, which um, the former Soviet Union spent $500 million studying information fields. And information fields boiled down simply are thought fields. Thoughts create a field. And um, we were able to use uh, and create information field generators to create coherence. And so we use uh, the information from light, music, and uh, nested geometries to create coherent space. And so um, the reason why we're all doing this is because we realize um, that these technologies that we're Uh, that we're creating are amazing technologies, but they're actually uh, a set of training wheels for people to realize that actually the most amazing piece of technology actually exists within each one of us. And by us creating uh, a coherent information field, um, a very loving space for someone to enter into, um, lay down into, um, or be around, they can connect to higher levels of awareness and consciousness, which is within them, and uh, and, and receive uh, inspiration and enter into a meditative state much easier. But ultimately, you don't need these technologies because, you know, the most amazing is within each one of us.
0: You have many products, some of which I have in front of me, I mentioned off record. Quantum Flow Unit, you have the Core Here Meditation Mat and the Core Harmonizer, that's the ones that I came across. So, talk to me about these products and the other ones that you offer us.
2: Yeah, you know the Quantum Flow is uh, an amazing piece of technology. There's uh, currently four in existence in the world, and um, and we're working on getting more out there. Um, but it uses um, uh, information from light. Uh, music and uh, nested sacred geometries to create a environment uh, in which when someone goes into this environment, they are able to form, uh, form a bridge between uh, their waking self, which is what we're experiencing now, and their omniscient or super consciousness, which is all-knowing. And um, uh, so these technologies assist in, in that elevation of thought. Um, and what's beautiful is when someone has experienced these technologies, it's not like you just experience it there and then. You know, you come home and you're you're um, back to the old way of life, so to speak. People have developed and turned on their perceptive capabilities. There was someone that avoided a car accident because they actually had they perceived um, the accident happening. They had a premonition before it actually did, and they had their whole family in the car. They were driving their minivan. And a car was um came up and cut in front of him and they saw that happen before the accident and then all of a sudden here comes the car and they avoided the accident and so um, to be able to turn on that is amazing um, and also self-healing capabilities, you know, um, people, um, you know, are able to turn those on itself. So we don't have healing technologies. What we do is we create a space and and out of that space, the individual does that.
0: Mm, wow, I love that. <laughs> I love that idea. Uh, this space for healing. Yes. Uh, how many yeses I can say to that? So, how do we find these technologies? How do we access them?
2: Oh yeah, uh, you can go on to Conscious Technologies llc.com and we have um, all of our technologies on there we have the core harmonizer the quantum flow the cohere meditation mat we have emf harmonizing technologies for the signals that are around us and we also have my father uh, was a world-class scientist so i have under the resource tab his lectures that are available for free um, that are a wealth of knowledge um, which are amazing to listen to um, and uh, so you can go there, and we also um, uh, create uh, some crystals to uh, vogelcutcrystals.com, vogelcutcrystals.com, and and those are wonderful for amplifying intention and information, and, and Reiki masters and and different energy workers end up using those as well.
0: Wow, I love that too. And you are a certified Reiki practitioner too right Russ?
2: yes yep i am i am
0: you're also a, a board member of the light field foundation talk to me for a moment about that about your foundation
2: yeah. Um, the Lightfield Foundation is a 501c3 nonprofit. It's located in uh, the Berkshires in Chester, Massachusetts, and we've done approximately close to 17,000 sessions through that technology. It just operates by donations, and it's um, it looks like a giant sphere. Um, that's approximately like eight feet tall that opens up and an individual ends up lying down and going inside the sphere. There's a, a bed inside it and it closes up. It feels very open though when you're in there and you're actually lying inside a star tetrahedron or a Merkaba, um, a cube and a sphere. And then there's a console and we're taking information from light music um, and the geometry and putting it into that space. And um, the, the sessions over the years have just been amazing to hear. You know, it's been amazing to see what people are able to release and the insights that they're able to gain.
0: And I know you traveled the country, right, Raz, and also the world, do you go around the world... Presenting these technologies to people.
2: Um, actually, um, I haven't uh, done a ton of traveling, but um, we have um installed some of our technologies um on the East Coast, especially, and uh, we we ship them, you know, as well. So we have portable units that um, people can purchase for their homes and create coherence in their in their homes um, as well and also centers uh, um, are, are getting our technologies. the cohere meditation mat and the core harmonizer especially are, are perfect for homes and, and centers.
0: Okay and we can find that on your website. I'll have the website on your podcast profile. I don't have the second one you mentioned. I have the uh, conscious technologies LLC.com. That okay. And the other one is, can you say that again? It's please? Uh,
2: Vogel, V-O-G-E-L, cut, C-U-T, crystals.com.
0: Okay, wonderful. I'll have that link as well on your podcast oh, great. profile. Thank you. Thank you. And you also wrote a book, Unsubscribe, a story yes. of one man's profound discovery. What was the inspiration to write that book?
2: I actually worked for, um, Dr. Spencer Johnson, who was a world-class author, um, bestselling author who wrote, who moved my cheese and the one minute manager. And he was a, a great friend of ours. And, um, I worked with him, uh, for five years before he passed and we, we were his personal assistant in New Hampshire and, uh, you know, handled, you know, everything from building him custom furniture to shoveling his roof and, you know, helping him book trips and so forth. Um, and, uh, out of that, um, you know, I, I gleaned the simplicity of his messages that were so profound, like in, in the book, who of my cheese. And out of that, uh, came to me to write a book called unsubscribe, which is about letting go of things in your life that don't serve you and subscribing to things that do. So it's a powerful little story that illustrates this point. And, um, and it, it ended up changing my life. I ended up uh, living that, uh, <laughs> you know, as I was writing yeah. the book as well.
0: That's the power of writing, isn't it? It writes itself, actually, books <laughs> when they come from that place of exactly. inspiration. I mean, from the heart. So we are almost at the end. I do have a few more questions for you, the ending questions. Would you like to add anything else that we didn't cover?
2: Uh, I just want to let people know that... Um, We all have these amazing abilities within us. And, you know, uh, just um, entering into a still place, go out in nature, you know, um, sit barefoot under a tree. And just, you know, release and let go and just connect. And there's this uh, still small voice, you know, that is within all of us. And we can hear that, you know, when we just start letting go of, you know, our problems and and just quieting our mind. And the, the solution for every single problem, no matter how big it may feel or seem, exists. You know, it really does. And, and also knowing that... All around the world, you know, there are people praying for you and sending light and love your way unconditionally because you'll never even meet these people, but they're praying for coherence and harmony on the planet and that we all have tremendous support. We all have tremendous amount of guides and angels and love and. And I think this is a time that we really need to, you know, feel that. And so many people uh, need to feel this because it it can be a a challenging time in in human history here. But, you know, love always prevails. It's the strongest force.
0: What do you love most about being in a human body?
2: Wow. Um, (laughs) Wow. Well, I can tell you today, um, we had uh, there were six of us that did a cold plunge. We live on a little pond here in Rhode Island, and the water's 42 degrees right now. So we jumped in the the (laughs) pond for three (laughs) to five minutes, and then we came out and went in a sauna and repeated that, you know, three times. And so I love to be able to. I guess what it is is feeling the contrast, you know, between spirituality. And, and the physical and also the ability to uh, manipulate matter in, in a positive way by um, seeing things that look, you know, uh, and feel so real and start to see that they're more plastic, you know, as we start to move into other realities and and start to raise our vibration. We, we see that the physical, you know, is really just blinking in and out so fast that it looks physical, but uh, in, in reality, um, it's, it's just... Just consciousness or ideas um, or thoughts being expressed
0: mm, yes uh, it's magical it, it that's what comes to me magic mm. <laughs> happening <laughs> right now so true and another question is freedom what is your idea in understanding of freedom what is to be free to you
2: Uh, To be free is um, to be able to sing your song, you know, and we all have such different songs to sing and they're so important. And so whatever, you know, gets you excited, you know, follow that. Um, And and I think that leads to freedom because the the things that pull at us and, and nag at us and. Try to hold us back. They start to fall fall away, and 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 uh, they don't have that that grip on us anymore. So I think freedom is really following your your inner joy, and also knowing that your inner joy is constantly changing too. So you might set a, set out on one path, but then you you're led somewhere else, and that's you know a beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. <laughs> and two more questions. What is another word for life?
2: For life, that's a good one, for life, you know, I'm just hearing celebration, you know, like celebration is giving honor to life, you know, it's it's really living life in its fullest, you know, life, you know, was meant to be joyful, you know, it was meant to be fun, you know, it's it's not something that we have to, you know, feel obligated to, you know, Uh, live our life a certain way it was meant to be joyful and I think humanity will get back to that point and more and more people are and I think as we all are, we're creating a vibrational frequency that's making it easier for the next guy. It's it's like the four-minute mile. As soon as someone broke that four-minute mile, other people all over the world started to break it, even those that never heard that it was broken. And so um, life is going to get more and more easier from the standpoint of being able to achieve uh, joy, because that's truly what we're all actually entitled to.
0: I love that, Russ. Yeah, we are meant to be joyful, and that's so so true. Even listening to that kind of uh, spark of something <laughs> uh, <laughs> interesting. So my last question is: What are three things in life you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die?
2: I, I would love people to follow their joy. I- you know, even if it's just starting off on that path, you know, just so you can feel what it feels like. Another one is to to feel how connected we are. Even to, you know, Mother Nature, my, my father used to be able to communicate with even insects. And he said, you know, as long as you don't see them as down there and you up there, but it's one consciousness and it has nothing to do with this insect has a brain this big and mine's this big. If you see everything as one. So, So um, to feel the oneness and also to feel the support and love that the universe has, you know, for you, you know, even on a hard day, you know, the sun still shines, you know, the sun, the sun, you know, represents, you know, light, you know, life force, chi energy. And it is always even, you know, if you mess up, you know, the sun is still shining on your face. You know, that's how loved you are. The universe is, um, you know, uh, my my father used to say, the universe acts as if you are its only creation. That's how much loved, uh, that's how loved you are. And I love that, you know, just feeling like, you know, this um, universal uh, force just, you know, loves its creation so, so much.
0: I love how you always bring joy into the conversation. So joy is an expression of that love. Mm. So true. Thank you so much, Russ, for this conversation, for your presence, for what you do and how you do it, the beautiful intention that can be felt Um, and everything else actually that can be felt. It's interesting. It's energy, um, energetic resonance
2: the the Mm. body
0: feels everything's kind of uh, how amazing thank you so much
2: well thank you I really appreciate it and I I appreciate being on the show so thank you so much pleasure to be here
0: thank you and once again uh, please let me know about the website where can we find more information about you specifically your products your services and future projects those two websites again
2: oh thank you Conscious ConsciousTechnologiesLLC.com is where the technologies uh, like the quantum flow and the EMF harmonizing products uh, for your phones and laptops and, and your space. And then also the Cohere meditation mat and the core harmonizer can be found on. And then VogelCutCrystals.com, and then our nonprofit, which uh, you had me mention, um, which is uh, in uh, the Berkshires, is LightfieldFoundation.com, LightfieldFoundation.com.
0: Wonderful. So I'll have all those three links on your podcast profile, too. Thank you again, and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Take care. You too.
1: Thank you for listening. To learn more about Ross Newkirk and his work, please visit conscioustechnologiesllc.com, vogelcutcrystals.com, and lightfieldfoundation.com.